So first of all, uh, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for coming to Mass. I wasn't sure if I was just going to be celebrating Mass alone today because school is out, like campus is closed. Um, but you're here, and thank you for glorifying the Lord with us this morning. Um, yeah, we're six, seven days away from Christmas, and uh, this being the fourth Sunday of Advent, um, we have a beautiful reading. And um, one thing that came to mind is my favorite Christmas movie. Um, my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, it may, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I hope you have. If you haven't, you should watch it. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Have you seen that one? I love that one. I don't know what it is. It's just the quirkiness of the little, little Charlie Brown kiddos is amazing. But one thing, I've, I've watched it every single year of my whole entire life. And I am old. I'm going to be 33 soon. And like, it, what is so amazing is I keep discovering something new about Charlie Brown Christmas. And the one thing that I discovered this year, which was literally a couple weeks ago when I watched it, Remember when Charlie Brown is free, just, he doesn't understand why Christmas is a big deal and then he yells out like at the top of his voice, like, is there anything, what does this all mean? And then Linus comes out on stage um, and you know, Linus is all about like holding his blanket. He's like obsessed with his, it's basically the example of a security blanket. And so he's always holding it. He never drops it until that moment. So Linus comes out and he begins quoting the scripture for the nativity, for the reading for Christmas speaking of the Christ child and the shepherds who would be able to witness God. And so Linus is re, like reciting this scripture. And as soon as he says, he says the word from the angel, don't be afraid, he drops the blanket. It's like, I've never noticed that before, which is so awesome because Linus is always holding it. It's always his security. It's always like he is in a way afraid to be without it. But yet in those moments, he actually drops a blanket. That's so cool. I've never noticed that. And I can't wait to, I'm going to watch it today, probably. <laughs> and what is so amazing is that we can um, see the confidence that he has, the courage that Linus has in those moments, because he truly believes and he has trust in the Lord and trust in his, his faith life, apparently. We see this in the gospel today where Mary must have had so much confidence, so much courage to be able to, as a pregnant lady, walk from where she was to the hill country of Judah to visit Elizabeth, knowing that she in only away from God can be pregnant. And in the midst of her pregnancy, she has to like go on this journey by herself through a country. Um, and I did the calculations on Google maps cause I'm a nerd. So the equivalent of her going to Elizabeth, walking through the hill country of Judah to Elizabeth is basically the equivalent of walking from here, from the Newman center, to South Bend and Indiana. Like that, that is the length that she walked, about 80 miles. And not only that, Illinois and Indiana is flat, but there was a elevation change of 1300 feet, like from where she was to where she was going. And like, I don't, I mean, that's a long ways for a pregnant woman to walk and to visit Elizabeth. Like how much she wasn't discouraged. She had so much courage and confidence to be able to do this, not knowing what was going to happen. Um, because I don't know, I don't know if I would survive. Father Connor obviously would not survive that walk because he's old. Uh, but here's this moment where Mary has so much courage and confidence. And that word courage comes from the root core, core meaning heart, <laughs> core coffee. But like this, this root of to have courage is to be completely wholehearted for the thing that you have trust in. 
And so for Mary, she had complete courage. She had, she was, she had a wholeheartedness for the Lord. Linus, being able to drop that blanket, he had a wholeheartedness for the scripture, for the trust that he was speaking to all the kids. And so we are called, especially as we grow close to Christmas, to have that wholeheartedness, to have that complete trust in God, which then enables us to have courage. It begins with trust. Then that inflames our hearts to have that wholeheartedness for the Lord. Another great example is the sacrament of marriage. Like in the moments of the vows where a bride gives herself to a groom, groom gives himself to his bride, there is that trust between them that they are going to love each other um, in an incredible way throughout their marriage, even when it is difficult. That trust then is inflamed into the wholeheartedness for each other. It's not vice versa. You can't have a wholeheartedness without trust. So trust is first. So Mary, as she's with complete confidence, with complete wholeheartedness, walking to Elizabeth, having that crazy journey to her, there was that wholeheartedness, there was that trust in the Lord. And so the opposite of that wholeheartedness is discourage, discord, having a lack of heart. And so be able, as we grow closer to Christmas, can we identify the thing that brings us discourage in our hearts right now? What is the thing, whether it's a relationship or a addiction or a sin or something that is just always bringing us discourage, a lack of heart, to bring it to the Lord today, to use the example of Linus, to use the example of Our Lady, um, and to give it to the Lord, to begin to have trust in him so that we can be wholehearted. In these moments, give that specific discouragement to the Lord at the altar so that we can drop our blankets and to be completely wholehearted for the Lord.